Good Up is our space to talk about those experiences in life we didn't know we all had in common. We're the after work happy hour conversation with your best friend. The place where you bring up the hard parts of life, the ones that made you laugh, and the things that made you who you are. Because who said becoming good up wasn't a little bit uncomfortable? Stay tuned for more information about this week's episode. The following is a paid advertisement by Empath Psychological Services. This episode of The Good Up Pod is sponsored by Empath Psychological Services, locally owned, millennial operated therapy for Virgin Islanders by Virgin Islanders. Here at The Good Up Pod, we're all about shedding light on life experiences that have contributed to who we are and learning to navigate them to find a feeling that's, well, you know, good up. For some of us, that journey includes therapy. Empath Psychological Services operates with the belief that life's challenges are not all of who we are. They aim to create a non-judgmental environment to help their clients harness their own power and to find their path to mental well-being. Good Up and Empath Psychological Services share a passion for helping others navigate their own healing their way. If you're interested in teletherapy services in the U.S. Virgin Islands or the state of Texas, check out the link in the description box for more information on how you can book a session with Empath Psychological Services. Hey, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of the Good Up Podcast. DJ, you look good. You look good. You look good. Girl, not as good as you. The fucking earrings. The fuck? (laughs) I'm so mad you don't make earrings no more. This is very crazy. The fuck? Every time I wear Masha Company earrings, somebody will be like, Jay, what's going on? I I think it's really crazy that you just try to know our face. Like, like, yeah, I don't do this no more, but I still got them. I mean, yes, people, there there are still Masha Company earrings all over my house, but that don't mean I have time to make them. So don't get excited. She's a boss now. She got Um, them. I get get people reporting to me on time cards coming in. I got approved life. life She got process payroll and shit. Um, So, yeah, but welcome back to another episode. We are so excited to be here. I don't don't ask me what episode number this is, because at this point we were just talking about how how much we record on a weekly basis i mean you don't have to say it they already know it's right there mm-hmm. on the description on their yeah. podcast platform which whichever episode the screen said that's what that's the episode to be um <laughs> welcome back <laughs> so this week i'm excited for this episode though because this is this is a topic that i'm really passionate about and that i'm excited to talk about but before we do that we do have two guests on the podcast today that i want to allow to introduce themselves so cleo i go and pass it to you and then our next guest could go afterwards. Hey, everybody. My name is Cleo. I also go by Cleo B or better known as Glow Whisperer. Hey. I am a self-care, skincare, self-love enthusiast. <clears throat> I am a licensed medical esthetician. Yeah. Just opened up my first location, Melior Aesthetics. <laughs> um, and I also... I have evolved into a very much free spirit, as you can see by my hair. Mm-hmm. It's always colored. I always have different colors. Um, and I basically express myself through my hair, through my style, and also through skincare, self-care, and my whole self-love platform. So that's just a little bit about me. You Welcome. We're glad you're here. Welcome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> All right. And our next guest Hey everyone, hi, thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Lenny. 
I am a born and bred St. Johnian, very proud. Um, currently, I am a owner and operator of Child's Bay Babysitting Service. We operate on St. Thomas and St. John, hopefully St. Croix in the next few years. Um, yes. Let's dial back a few months. Let's do that. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, <laughs> let's make it happen. It's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. But, um, yeah, honestly, I am very much a free spirit as well. Um, and my hair has a lot to do with that. So I'm excited about this conversation that we're about to have. Yes. yes. Period. <laughs> you know, okay, so I'm going to just say, for those who are not in the VIP section, your goose cook, right? Because you- <laughs> those who are could see that this is obviously a conversation about hair. And every person here has much different hair. Like mm-hmm. you have hair, Isa, with her bun. You got me with my twists that coming out any day now. You get Cleo with his fucking blue hair that's giving me like, <laughs> <laughs> like oh my God. And then Lene coming gorgeous the locks that you could yes. tell she would take good care of. Because it's one thing to have locks. It's the next thing to have well cared for locks. And you could tell Lene mm-hmm. locks mm-hmm. is well cared for. Okay. <laughs> Like, <laughs> before we go forward, I do want to give a shout out to Miss Janae, also known as Pensive.co. Janae actually gave me um, the idea to reach out to Lene to bring her onto the podcast. Um, Janae is a fellow St. Jonian yeah. um, who also oh. is on a lock journey. So it's it's yeah. a lot of girls from the Virgin Islands doing doing a thing in the hair game. And I was yes. like, I need to have this yeah. conversation. You know? It's mm-hmm. true. Like when it comes to our hair, it's like, it's amazing. It's beautiful to see, right? Like I like seeing our women be more adventurous with our hair. Cause you know, you know, Caribbean people, we have a natural f- like free spirit about us, but we're also very conservative. We're not going to act like Caribbean people who have, are very conservative, you know? So, you know, and judgmental, you know? And I know when they see blue hair, like first of all, Cleota changed her hair color like every week. Right. Yeah. And I love to see it. First of all, shout out to her barber. He's the bomb. One day he might mm-hmm. cut my hair if I, even keep my hair short long enough for him to <laughs> get his hands on it but i know it got people who waiting for cleo here to follow because they're fucking haters like, no <laughs> like, like, like and it's like it's possible to color your hair frequently and mm-hmm. take good care of it like stop being oh, yeah. a fucking like you know you know how people stay you Listen. know people love to ask you about that shit we ain't gonna- because, <laughs> because people have such a vested interest in hair and that's why i wanted to do this episode because in our community, not just the Virgin Islands community, but the black community as a whole, Mm, as versatile as our hairstyles are, people act like you can't change your hair or that you shouldn't or that certain hairstyles are less professional or Mm -hmm. like people have such stigmas attached to hair and to hairstyles. Um, So I wanted to make sure we we come on here and talk about it because it's deeper than just the hair. It's always been deeper than just the hair. Yeah, like, it's our know, connection to our hair. It's what it's it represents. It's our connection to our hair. And thinking about like racism and colonialism and everything mm-hmm. that we've been through. Like white people have been so pressed about our hair from the fucking beginning of time. Well, they like, made the women wrap it up because their husbands were falling in love with us, honey. Exactly. <laughs> like, they couldn't understand how our hair stood up like that, honey. <laughs> what was your relationship with your hair like in your childhood compared to what? it is now like how has it changed honestly it was just hey i didn't care about it before it was just another task something else i had to take care of didn't really care about it i feel like my locks really embody who i am as a person they really do reflect 
who I am. And I feel like that's what made me connect with my hair on a deeper level. My mother was raised by her grandmother, which was a Kittishan Caribbean woman. If you don't have long hair, you're basically ugly. So I basically hid behind my hair. Like I hid my whole personality behind my hair. And I felt like that was the only thing that looked good on me because it was always about hair length. Yeah. And I was literally just holding onto it Mm. Not just physically, but I was holding on to it spiritually too. I felt like with, without my hair, I'm not going to be pretty anymore. Mm. So when I cut my hair, I was like, wow, I feel free. This is really who I am. Then I started coloring it and I was like, this is me. Like, this is truly my personality. I feel like I have finally been able to be the person that I've always been hiding, be this free spirit that I've always been hiding. And I felt like my hair was like this... I want to say like a film over who I was. Of course I had family members, especially like my father and stuff. When I cut my hair, he was like, I started coloring. He was like, oh, you point out this poison in your hair. Your hair going to fall out. So your father is who I was talking about when I started. Yeah, yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, and then two years ago, my mom, she works with this white lady in St. Mm-hmm. Croix in real estate. I had in a weave that time. Mm-hmm. And this woman going to tell me, oh, I prefer your hair this way. And I was like, oh, even more of a reason for me to be wearing my hair out. Like that was the last time I wore a wig. And I was like, I'm not wearing a wig. Yeah. Hey, i sorry if you're a white woman and you didn't listen to this podcast. I'm about to roast <laughs> Good, because yeah, I, I thought I was going to do it. I was about to be like, I really have to be violent two weeks in a row. Let's say, I'm going to let you have this one. I'm going to get One thing I always want to do is tell you how they prefer your hair when they hear like one style, one version, one texture, one length. Like, Sarah, so relax. Listen, <laughs> no, she please. sounds like a Susan. She sounds like a fucking Susan, Susan bitch. Relax. Fuck you, Susan. <laughs> And your mama. The fuck? Nobody asked you. Nobody asked her. That's like, literally, them. we don't ask y'all about child hair, but y'all stay asking us about ours. Not even asking. I'd be like, I prefer your hair like this. What What else is there to prefer? You know, I really given. prefer your hair straight because the beach waves just ain't it, Lindsay. <laughs> Bitch, nobody... Lindsay, I don't know. I just feel like the beach waves just don't suit you. Hey, that shit does send me one. But I prefer your hair like this. Your hair is getting too long. You need to go to like a bob. The long hair is in. It's not age appropriate anymore. Right. Like it's time for your quintessential bob, Lindsay. (laughs) The fuck. I, I think that's what was sent to us now, like what a trigger me because that's that's my hair Johnny right is yeah. like my entire life people telling me how they perform my hair mm-hmm. and it's always mm-hmm. a drastic opposite to how I perform my hair mm-hmm. so shaving my head was a big fucking deal to every like people was like what did you do because right. Yep. It's not just shaving your head. Shaving your head when you are not skinny, when you don't Let's, have like oh my gosh, the face oh for a shaved head. Like Puerto Ricans will take their hair very seriously. Hair length is a very serious thing. Like your hair have to be long. It has to be straight. Um, Voluminous. And it's, okay. It has, yeah. And, <laughs> and the whole long and straight thing obviously has to do with internalized racism because mm-hmm. Kali hair is all... Uh, Puerto Ricans can't be black. You can't have curly hair when the reality is. We all know. Um, so, yeah, people was v- were very attached to my hair being straight, right? My, me and my sisters were getting relaxers from when we were younger. And a lot of people don't believe that I used to get relaxers. But no, I remember your hair relaxed. I remember your hair relaxed. 
were you? It we were relaxed. Very, very straight. Like my natural hair was not. That was not my natural texture. Yeah, no, right? I could tell. Yeah, and I think it's because I also used to get relaxes. I could tell your hair was relaxed. Mm-hmm. It was obvious that your hair was relaxed. It was <laughs> like bone fuck. It was just straight. Yeah, no personality, just straight. <laughs> so, <laughs> what made me kind of attach myself to that straight long hair? was how much other people desired it so i complimented it mm-hmm, yeah. even people who wasn't in my family was like oh my god hairs i get such pretty hair like don't ever cut your hair clear you make that comment you get breed right Ugh, this that's I such a derogatory it. phrase i want people so gross like the internalized fucking colonization it's giving a life y'all are such bucks like what the do y'all breed? hear yourselves when you tell somebody you get bre- like you have bre- first of all i'm not a dog i'm not a I, okay I, what do you mean i have breed like as opposed to black what's wrong with black <laughs> like is bl- like what does that even mean y'all sound dumb it's the same thing so basically what they're trying to say is like you have pedigree right like you're mixed mm-hmm. with something because your mm-hmm. hair looks like you mix with something and that's better and I internalize all of that shit. So I, listen, anytime I used to have to cut my hair or like trim my ends and my hair was shattered and like mid back, I used to be like, oh, my hair is shot. Like I don't feel pretty oh, anymore. Um, and what really transformed my view of my hair was when the natural movement stopped picking up and I stopped relaxing my hair and my hair went back to its natural texture and I had this like big collie hair out. I was so fucking in love with my hair and with yeah. myself. I'm like, this is me. I look wild. I love it. Like, yeah, your hair is crazy. so gorgeous. Your hair is so gorgeous. And people used to listen. My parents, my like co-workers, especially when I was back home and I had older co-workers, it was just like, you ain't gonna comb your hair. Mind mm. you, it, was, it would be like a wash and go, right? My hair just mm. curly. That's it. You ain't gonna comb your hair? I remember somebody telling me when I was at work, this older man was like, you know, I owe you now. Um, you could just oh leave boy. the house, however, with your hair curly and white. But back in my day, my parents would have beat me for leaving a house like that, right? Just I didn't ask you, Curtis. I didn't nobody ask you. asked this man. Like, <laughs> I did not ask you, Harold. Like, walk into my office and just said that to me, and I was just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like, yeah, I'm so glad you said that because hair, the internalized racism, the colorism, Listen. the texturism, it ran deep in my family. I have memories being a child, right? We didn't see very many black people on these shows, especially the shows where the main characters were white when they would have a black person it was usually a biracial black person Mm -hmm. right but their hair would be out and curly and i have memories of my mom being very critical of that if they're gonna have a black woman on the show the least they could do is comb her hair the least they could do is fix her hair black women don't just walk around with her hair wide like that and i used to think oh she looks cute like i I guess like i didn't i didn't know it was a problem you know i've never had nobody tell me how they prefer my hair (laughs) they definitely compliment me more enthusiastically when my hair is like straight and long like for instance Mm -hmm. when i used to work at my ghetto ass corporate job the girlies used to go up for my fucking wigs okay i think in their minds i just straightened my hair because i think they were trying to learn how black hair works so when i would come with my wig they would be like oh my god Deidre, i just you are beautiful your hair is gorgeous and i'm like thank you (laughs) and it would annoy me and then when they would do that i wouldn't wear my wig to work anymore like because no you're not gonna play in my face like this (laughs) you know right but have they ever tried to touch your hair you know what i had one girl who attempted to but let me let me just take a moment to shout out my bitch daniela right because daniela is a white colombian but daniela was like you're not gonna touch my friend's hair (laughs) like daniela was (laughs) mind you daniela is so tiny compared daniela is like four daniela is very short i think i've gotten many compliments about my hair already and one girl had complimented and as she was complimenting my hair 
she was reaching to touch it and Daniela kind of like pushed her hand out the way I was like don't do that like do not touch your hair to answer the question my relationship to my hair since childhood um it's just as complicated as y'all's right um my family um is very kind of mixed up right but one thing all the women have like long beautiful hair but my mom relaxed me on diamond's hair at a very young age i don't think she wanted to be bothered with our natural hair you know me and diamond have long 4c hair and it was just a lot of work so my mom chose to relax it and so i spent most of my life um having long hair for a black girl that was always people's compliment for one mm -hmm. at a very young age people would ask me if i was wearing a weave and i'm like and then there were people who would want me to approve to them that my hair was my hair that was very mm -hmm. uncomfortable and i'm like what? <laughs> Like, that was gross. But I can remember a time where my mom kind of lived vicariously through us because of hair, like that relationship to hair, you know? So she took very good care of our hair. Like she was the person who like relaxed it. She kept it together. She was one of those, like we wasn't leaving the house with our, our hair done. Like my mom used to style the fuck up oh, to yeah. our hair. She did not play about our hair. She had a fit when Diamond cut her hair. Cause Diamond right. cut her hair at a young, Diamond was a teenager when she cut her hair for the first time. And it was cause Diamond's hair had been damaged. Um, and Diamond also just didn't want to be bothered with her hair. My mom could tell Diamond was wanting to cut her hair. And at this point we're going to the salon ourselves. Like we don't, our mom don't have to bring us to the salon. We used to go to the salon ourselves. So she knew Diamond was on her way to the salon and she said, Diamond and Diamond turned around. I said, yes, mommy. She said, do not come back in your, this house with your hair cut. <laughs> so Diamond said, okay. And Diamond went back to our room and our mother said, I thought you were going to get your hair done. She said, well, you said not to come back with my hair cut. So I ain't going to the salon. <laughs> Period. <laughs> my mother was so vexed, but my mother would ha have rather seen the haircut than that fucking head wrap. So, <laughs> so she let her cut. My mother said, "Take like, your poison. Just go do your hair, Diamond." Like, <laughs> my mother was so vexed. I actually have a question for Lene as it relates to locks specifically. Like, how mm -hmm. did people mm -hmm. react to you wanting to lock up your hair? Because I think people have. With that same attachment that we're talking about mm -hmm. to like good hair and nice hair, uh -huh. people feel that way about locks too when you to switch over to that. Listen, it was a process. I feel like by the time I decided to lock my hair, my family was just like, it's Lani, she gonna do what she wanna do. Like, mm -hmm. just leave her alone. Cause I, my hair was perm, did the big chop. They were like, why you cut your hair? I'm like, I don't care. It's my hair, it gonna grow back wherever. Went loose natural, they were like, you gonna comb your hair? No, I'm not. To me, it's combed. Thank you. By the time I get to my locks, they were like, they had accepted. Yeah, <laughs> she could just do what she wants. Leave her like alone. Like, up to it. <laughs> it is what it is. So, um, my hair now, <laughs> like looking in the camera, I'm like, look at this. I wish those who are not patrons could see what we're seeing because she really yeah. loves her hair. Like she's literally she looking at love her hair. hair. No, but I love that for you though, because like yeah, again, yeah. we have such a connection to our hair, so it's important that you love it. Like mm -hmm. it's important that you get to a place where you're like, yo, I fucking love. I want hair. to ask like, y'all something. Yeah. Because I've noticed this, especially like with our people, right? Mm. I feel like they have like. It's a very, I won't say love-hate relationship to locks, but they love your locks once they get long. I feel like they don't kind of drag people when they in that, what they don't call it? The awkward stage. The ugly the stage. Ugly stage. Ugly oh stage. my God. Mm -hmm. people are so fucking toxic. I was like, that does not exist here. <laughs> that does not exist here. The ugly, the ugly Like looking back on my pictures crazy. when I started them, no, I was it does not exist. When I uh, exactly i'm like they were stuck to my head i'm like they had looked a little funny in the pictures looking back now but at the time when i did my hair i was like i can't talk it 
Like, I got a lot. It's all stuff. Yeah. I'm like, I cannot talk to me. <laughs> and you know, and that's the beauty. Talk, like, no, that they gain longer. Yes. That's the beauty <laughs> of it being more hair, though. <laughs> and you know what? I think that's the key, right? I think when you do, when your hair journey is yours and you don't care what other people think, you're going to enjoy every stage of it. But not when your exactly. hair journey is rooted in other people's opinions, it's rooted in like how, like the kind of the amount of compliments you get, you're going to have your insecurities, right? Because if you started your lock journey because other people approved of your locks, you would have hit the ugly stage. One day I saw a picture of myself and my edges was thin. And I legit called my friend. I said, you need to come cut my hair off. (laughs) Like, I'm not going to. I remember that. You remember that? You remember that? It was right before we were supposed to record. And Dee called me. I was like. Yo, I remember. <laughs> I said I had to cut it. You Let know, me tell and- something. <laughs> Ever since I shaved my head, anytime I see a woman shave her head, I'll be fucking living. Hey, I because was I so excited. Spiritually, I know what it does yes. for you. So, like, yeah, yes. first of all, if I think mm-hmm. every woman should have a point in her life where she wears her hair shaved, yep. because for one, when I cut my hair, I still kept a lot on the top because the plan was never to keep my hair short. Mm-hmm. It was just to cut it off and start fresh. Mm-hmm. So that was the reason why I cut my hair. So I kept a lot on the top, but every time I went to the barbershop, I was like, take off a little bit more, Jonathan. Yeah. Just take off a little bit more. Before yeah. I knew, and y'all have seen, I've had my hair in a fully low, it was giving. Yeah. I, <laughs> was I, I love my, right. and then I went blonde, right? I feel like it's yes. like an, an inevitable, like you cut it and then eventually you like, oh, I'm Girl, I was blonde. I was popping. I was like, you're not talking to me. I got tired of short hair. I miss long hair. I like my hair getting pulled. I like flipping my hair. I like long hair. Mm-hmm. So I had to be like, okay, D, like, it's time to grow out your hair. But if yeah. you grow it out, you ain't gonna have time to maintain your natural hair. So grow it out and relax it. So that's where I'm at. It's um obviously in these braids because it could finally catch braids. Listen, the minute yeah. my hair could I catch hey. braids, I said, bitch. <laughs> If you follow me on Instagram, you know the first day yes. in my <laughs> oh, I remember. Boy, um, I was in. so excited. I don't know. Yeah. I have an appointment for some knotless box braids in a couple of weeks. Oh, I yeah. said book my initial appointment and then also book two weeks later so you could redo the front. Like, I was like, it's Listen, over. My Listen. hair braider and she knows. Shout out to Shay's braids in, She's in, the bomb. in Phoenix, Arizona. Shout out to my girl. Um, She know every every like six weeks i calling you like yep. right now we overdue yep, <laughs> so i'm excited but i i have a question that i want to ask cleo specifically because <laughs> i mean and Deidre, you can relate to this too because like we we've we've done the full like shave um when you shaved your head what was that first day Cleo, the, the day you look in the mirror, I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I shit, like, what was that reaction? What did I do? <laughs> I was like, so I went in the mirror and I was like, damn, I, I, I cannot put, attach this thing back to my head like this. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. I definitely did this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, wow, this shit is really gone. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah. I had just cut out like the braids and stuff that I have. It wasn't shaped up or nothing. So yeah, I was looking crazy. It was a week before my 28th birthday. And my sister and me and we take our regular ass scissors, no hair scissors, and we just mm-hmm. cut one braid, one braid, one braid. So it was looking uneven as hell. So I had on a head scarf for like the whole week. Then I finally went to the barber. And that's when I shaved it up and I was like, oh, oh mm-hmm. yeah, this is it. This, this, 
Nobody can tell me nothing. Girl, I FaceTime all my friends. I was like, look at my head, look at my head. It was a very spiritual experience for sure. Mm-hmm. Because I felt very attached to the braids that was in the sink. Mm. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I make the right decision. I don't know how I'm going to look. And then I had my parents, like you said, hey, I said a whole thing about um, shaving your head as a woman that's not skinny or a woman that's plus size. And Mm -hmm. my father, I remember this man does just said some really ridiculous things, but he was like, for the time you said my father, I knew this must have something wild. <laughs> was like, if anybody oh. will play in your face, it's your father. Yes. I was like, yeah, I about to cut my hair. This was before I actually cut the hair. And I was like, yeah, I about to cut my hair. It's really damaged. And he was like, oh, I don't think that's a good idea. You need to wait until you lose weight. And I'm just like, what? Yeah. So I tell my yeah. sister, I said, okay, even more of a reason for you to chop this shit off mm-hmm. because this man gave me upset. Like mm-hmm. it was... Like, okay, as much as I did it for myself and I needed to do it for my hair health, there was a little bit of spite in my father in there. Yeah, like, when I cut on my hair and I cut it over, like, he called me for my birthday. Yeah, he was like, oh, it looked really nice. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. I really like the shortcut. Yeah, you should have. Then this man gonna twist his word. I said, yeah, you should have do that. That's much better than Adam. I'm like, He's so fake. It's like you're not about to turn me crazy. What you about to do is not set me crazy because I, I mean, understand. You know where it comes from, though, like all those comments, especially when it comes to us shaving our heads, that's fear. That's people. Yeah. Who, mm-hmm. Even men, like yeah. men, could never picture women shaving their heads because, like, the thought of a woman not looking feminine will scare them. Like, it'll scare them. Yeah. And even with women, like women who react strongly to us shaving our heads is because for them it's like i could never do that for myself mm-hmm. like, my head, yeah. my head funny or like and it's i relate true. to that so much because me shaving my head was fucking rebellion okay i was yeah. like i about to make fuck i don't know me i love to make fuck i so know you do i was coming so 2016 that was my last pageant title right and if you know pageantry you know everything is long hair weave curly. oh for sure but pageantry mm-hmm. in texas is that to the umpteen fucking power, right? Southern <laughs> Southern women is long, voluptuous. It's big too, yeah. Hair, and it's big. So that was my hair when I had that title. And in the middle of my reign, I start to get this like itch, right? I was like, I want to cut my hair so bad. Like, I just, I, I don't want long hair anymore. I've had long hair my whole life. I don't want long mm-hmm. hair anymore. Mm-hmm. And I remember I text Steven and I said, would you be mad at me if I cut my hair? And he was like, hey, I said, I don't cut your hair. And the minute he <gasps> said, hey, I said, I don't cut your hair. I was like, oh, that was hair. it. Oh, yeah. That's, that's their roles. But that's, yeah, that's, that's their the roles. Steven yep. has never been the person to be like, oh, like he, he doesn't feel strongly about it one way or the other, but he does love like my hair, like my big collie. He just love big hair. So he was like, hey, I don't cut your hair. I was like, all right. I remember I text back, all right, bet. He knew you cut your hair. At that <laughs> moment, he knew you cut your hair. Fucking salon. So that first cut, it was actually a pixie. It wasn't me shaving my head. It was just mm-hmm. a pixie. But even that, for a person oh. who was still a pageant queen, it was in the middle of my reign. But that pixie was a vibe because I have like memories of you and that pixie coming the fucking crown. That shit was a vibe. It was You fire. and that pixie was fire. And then for me to have a pixie and like I had to wear my crown and all of that stuff. Like I remember I had to go back and get a lining for the inside of my crown because my hair used to be so big that a crown had been sized for hair that bit. And then I had to like size it down. People's reaction 
to me doing that. And it was mostly older people. So like my advisors, my people who are related to like the university who I had to work with all the time. People reacting so strongly to a pixie made me tell myself as soon as I graduate and I done with his title, I shave in my head. I take in it a step far. I want to make fuck, I could make fuck too. I yeah. shave in my head. So when I graduate, I wait a couple of months and it was when I moved to Florida and I tell my sister, I was like, I literally moved to Florida December 29th or something like that. And the day I get there, like literally we driving home from the airport, I said, you need to tell your at the time her fiance to call his baba I come in tomorrow like period the day after went in shaved my head but just like you Cleo so I I beat my face before and I remember vlogging this I beat my face before I went because I was like I wasn't ready to see myself with no hair and not no makeup either girl I was like it's one or the other I gotta come out looking fine like yeah. I need to prepare you know myself. <laughs> I wish I used to do that because my baba used to have to constantly reassure me because I would be in this man's chair like Jonathan <laughs> what the fuck I look yeah. hideous he's like Deidre it's just all the lighting I promise you you're fine and it's just because you need a haircut D like my Jonathan used to be like really like reassuring I'm like Jonathan why you ain't telling me I look so bad he said like, DJ, you don't look bad just give me 10 minutes and yeah. then he'll be done and I'll be like bitch I'm fine exactly. <laughs> but then, yeah. I used to go but... to his chair unbeat and I wish I thought to go with a beat face <laughs> and that's the thing I went because I wasn't brave enough yet I wasn't ready I was mm. like I've never seen myself like I know I want to do this but I have this big head I have this big forehead <laughs> I was like, I about to look like a man. That was my biggest fear. I'm about to look masculine. And it goes mm -hmm. back to Cleo, what you were talking about, where when you're not skinny and you shave your head, like sometimes our body shapes, like the curves aren't like obvious or like I like have broad shoulders and all that. So I was just thinking about like, how do I look without my hair? And mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to look masculine. So let me beat my face. So the first day, you couldn't tell me shit. I was like, oh my God, I look dope. I shaved my head. This is amazing. Let me tell you how I went to a Dominican barber shop, right? And Hispanic men and women's hair. It's everybody crazy. in that shop, it had at least 10 other barbers. It was a big room. Everybody had their chairs. Barbers and clients, everybody stopped when they see what my barber was doing when he was cutting off my ponytail. And they were like, okay. Okay, and they're like cutting hair, but they're looking like, okay, what, what he doing? So at first, I think they thought I was doing like an undercut mm -hmm. or like shaving my side or maybe just getting a pixie. Mm -hmm. And then this man turned on the clippers and he had the big like guard on them and went straight up the middle of my head. <laughs> <laughs> they literally were like, hey, she cutting her hair? She cutting her hair. Like, I remember them asking They'll be over so concerned. She cutting yes. her hair. Like, they could not believe it, but they were so, they continued cutting their client's hair, but like they were torn and keep watching the barber cutting mine. And when he was finished, everybody were like, yeah, man, she look good. She look good. It look good. Like they could have <laughs> seen, they, they saw the vision, right? Yeah. But when I went home and I washed my face, I went to sleep. When I wake up the next morning, it was like, <laughs> reaction. what the fuck did you do? And it's that like regret that a setting of like my hair gone, it gone, and I can't put it back. And it took back. so long to grow back. What oh did I do? God. You know what I love about short hair? Just having the water from the shower run uh, on top of your Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. Yep. yes. I miss that. Cause even when I got these braids, that was the first time since cutting my hair that I hadn't been able to do that. So those that are the was fun the parts about having part. short hair. The shower and then when mm. you shave your head, you don't realize 
Listen, I was being exposed to how much, like, men's life experiences, right? Because men yeah. are historically the people who've had shaved heads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The wind, the first time the wind blow, and I feel that fuck up my skin. It don't feel like, good. It don't feel good. I like that fuck. Me gonna lie. It don't feel good. Yes. <laughs> I look back like, who the fuck? Like, that shit feel I feel good. like somebody walk up to me and, like, blow mm-hmm. on my head, right? And I was like, wow, this is a lot. I have to get used to this. But... It was it was a beautiful journey. Like I will wrap it up there and say that. Like me shaving my head and I've done it twice. I did it that time and then I grow it back to shoulder length and then the pandemic hit and they were like, Yeah man, we ain't leaving the house for like three months. I was like Bet. And Stephen was cutting your hair. Stephen Yes, I remember head. that. He shaved my head and he I thought was, that was my so barber. Cute. And I remember men telling me, right? And people would say this online or just at work, like, How does your how does your boyfriend feel about it? Mm. And I was like, He cuts my hair. He shaved my head. <laughs> it, it like reaffirmed for me like, okay, this is not, it doesn't have anything to do with like how attractive you are. Like this man still finds you beautiful and attractive and feminine and he yes. love you with your hair short and he love you with your hair long and use a bad bitch either way. Like it, it was, yeah, it's exactly, <laughs> it's something sweet about yeah. having your partner be a part of your hair. Cause that's like, I used to, I like when my partners help me wash my hair. Like when I used to have my big long hair, um, my trifling baby daddy used to like wash my hair for me sometimes. <laughs> and it was sweet. Um, I, I think it's, I think it's sweet. It was an amazing experience. What I will say though, is the fucking backhanded comments when I start growing my hair back. Really? Yeah, people, I remember somebody saying, oh my God, you look so pretty now. What? I could probably relate to this. Like even you, Lene, like when your locks start to get longer, how people would react differently to the longer locks versus the shorter ones. Like Mm -hmm. people, one, when my head was shaved, I stopped getting complimented like on the street right like Mm -hmm. men stopped publicly approaching me because they i don't know if they knew how to react to my shot hair right Mm -hmm. especially if i didn't have my makeup on and stuff like i was asked about my sexuality a lot like if i like oh i believe it which i would be like yeah um (laughs) but (laughs) i didn't get in comparison to now that my hair has grown back and i don't be wearing it out like i don't get approached a lot more with longer hair than I did with shorter hair. Even when men be like, oh, I don't care. I like it long or short. Like publicly, like public compliments, it's different. Um, people in their compliments, they're very backhanded. So they'd be like, oh my God, I'm so glad you grow your hair out. Or, or you're so pretty, your hair's so pretty now. Or it's just a lot of comments. I literally hate people. <laughs> like, like what is the point uh, is so crazy people are Gerald? very backhanded with it nobody so gives a fuck yeah so what? there's a lot of like i feel confident and i feel pretty and i feel really good but there's also a lot of like you sometimes you don't feel insecure like should i have cut my hair mm-hmm. today i don't feel yeah. as feminine like i kind of look crazy today like i don't know it's it's a back and forth but it it led to me like having a better sense of self-confidence because like mm-hmm. I know how I look either way. And yeah. It's like it don't have nothing to do with me or my sense of, of mm-hmm. beauty or self-confidence or any of that. Like 
I saw this thing on TikTok some dude made. He was talking about like women's hair journeys and how we have this habit of like, he he literally named an entire cycle that we go through where we'll have our hair at the exact length and volume that we want and it'll be healthy and then we'll get bored and then do something mm-hmm. drastic and and then like love it, but then hate it. And he kind of named a cycle that is pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. And I was just so proud to see the amount of women in the comments that was like, but what's it to you? Yeah, that your business. It's literally because he was so pressed. <laughs> he legit was trying to, like, he was really coming for women about the fact that we do all of this and we're so unsatisfied with our hair. But our thing was, but what's it to you? Not, not mm-hmm. just let her have her you, thing. Right? Not just what's it to you. Every person on this podcast, you know, in the cast of this episode, has talked about how other people have made comments to us about our hair mm-hmm. and how people tie our hair to, like, our sense of of beauty and again Mm -hmm. self-confidence like and we all have different types of hair so Lene went through her her natural hair journey and she shaved her you know she cut her hair and do the big chop and everybody was like what did you do Cleo Mm -hmm. with with her shot cut Mm -hmm. and her father comments like so people know that no matter what we do our hair somebody gonna make a comment and then they'll be like why women why can't women just be satisfied with one version of hair well I gonna do whatever the fuck I want. Exactly. Because I ain't gonna be happy with it either way. So that part. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because if I cut it short, you are gonna say I look too masculine. If I put on a wig, yep. you gonna drag me for not wearing my natural hair. When my hair is natural, you are gonna drag me for it being too nappy. Fuck you. Like, exactly. Fuck you. Exactly. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. when I relax it, you gonna tell me to stop putting them chemicals in my hair. So how about fuck you and your mama? And I'm gonna do what I want to do with my hair. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> like. No, no but I want to do with my hair. Are you going to take it or leave it? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're going to take it that's, or leave that's it. That's exactly how I feel. Because when I come, like now, I feel like I have leaned more into my femininity with my yes. short hair. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you can't tell me shit. You're not going to tell me nothing. You know? yeah. Oh my God, I want to hear something wild. This is so like unrelated, but also related. And so <laughs> this is me talking too much of my business, right? <laughs> this was my old sneaky like one time he was here right and we were hanging out we took a break (laughs) and then he went to the restroom (laughs) i was getting ready to go took a break (laughs) from hanging out (laughs) and i was getting ready to go to bed right because nigga you about to leave i'm about to go to bed and i put on my bonnet (laughs) so stupid but then we started hanging out again and he took off my bonnet while we were hanging out. What? <laughs> Wait. He did not want my bonnet on while we were hanging out. He didn't like it. He it, clearly ah. he, he it wasn't a sexy thing. He literally took my bonnet off and put it to the side while we were Enough hanging out. And I was like, and I didn't I didn't make a thing of it, but I was like, I don't that's probably the last time we, oh shit, that's the last time we had sex, you know. See? Okay. I think about it because I mean, it's been a while. That's, you know, I have not been having any fun, you know, but anyway, <laughs> but that was the last time we had sex. The night that man pecked my bonnet off. Huh? I love that for myself. I love that for myself. But don't be taking your, don't be taking women's bonnets off. Okay. No. Learn to love the bonnets because if you can if you can't appreciate what keeps her hair beautiful, then you don't get to enjoy her beautiful hair. Okay. Those bonnets are why you have hair to pull, sir. 
Okay, those bonnets are why. So just 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 enjoy the bonnets. That bonnet conversation, girl, oh, is a whole nother thing. Okay, and I have cute bonnets. It's not like my bonnets are raggedy. My bonnets are very okay. cute and lavish. Okay. <laughs> How do you guys feel about bonnets like out in public though? I don't want like my dog. this whole thing on social media. That's exactly, about, exactly right? what you're talking about. Yeah. You I, know, I, how do you feel about hair? Me personally, I don't, first of all, I'm a very what you eat don't make me shit kind of person yeah. so yeah. i don't care i yeah i don't care if Lu, you know luann be wearing her bonnet out yeah. i don't wear when i'm walking gypsy and nuri if i have on a bonnet i'm not taking it off to walk my dogs Facts. if i'm taking out the trash i'm wearing my bonnet if i'm going to the bodega exactly i don't i'm gonna but am i gonna wear my bonnet to the mall probably not obviously i'm not gonna wear it to work mm-hmm. i just don't i'm not super attached to it and i don't yeah. care what other people do in their bonnets I, <laughs> like, I feel the same way like there's there's certain places where i wouldn't wear mine just because i don't feel comfortable doing it and because again i was raised by somebody who would probably like snatch my ass up for living in a house in like mm-hmm. same, 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 same. or however yeah same um but i don't i don't think it's that deep like when I see other people wearing bonnets in public, I don't, I don't see them and be like, oh, she got a bonnet and I don't move on with my life. Like I, I don't, I don't know. I don't think about it too much because on one side we telling black women, especially you need to take care of your hair and your hair look crazy and your hair in style. But then if I wear a bonnet in between hairstyles, oh, then you telling me that I look ghetto because I wear a bonnet. Like which, right. which one is it? Like. And that's yeah, why yeah, our hair yeah. journeys are ours. That's why yeah. we do what we want to do with our hair because y'all ain't never satisfied. So why are we still trying to satisfy y'all? And it's it's all about respectability, which is bullshit, by the way. Respectability in literal our bullshit. Um so I, I want to ask I this and I'm gonna pass it to, to Cleon Lene, like at work in work settings or in like professional settings. Like what has the reaction been to your hair? And like do you ever kind of second guess yourself when it comes to your hair in those settings. So I have done many different hairstyles when I worked in corporate America and I would get like better reactions when I would wear like my body wave um, wigs or like my straight ponies, my low ponies. Um, When I cut my hair, I was still working at my corporate job and my boss who was She's a black lady, married to a white man. She was like, oh, I just love your hair. I wish I could have cut my hair, but my husband would not allow it. And then there was the white men who was sending me weird teams messages like, oh, I love your hair. I wish my wife could pull this off. Y'all my black queen, my Nubian queen. (laughs) No, because no, honestly, truly, if anybody love our fucking hair is them. Why you think we <laughs> here's the crazy part? So the backhanded compliments that I would get about like my more natural hairstyles when I would go to work would be from the black women. I know. Oh, you should press out your hair. Have you ever thought about doing a silk press? I'm like, yeah, I do a silk press when I want to, but I don't want to do a silk press right now. Oh, um, why are you wearing your hair in a high curly puff? You know, you look young, you look like a child. And I'm just like, and these are women that's probably like four or five years older than me. And they consistently (laughs) press out their hair or they consistently wear straight waves or straight weaves because they want to appease corporate America. And I guess some people still have this whole 
if you wear your curly hair out is unprofessional or if you wear colored hair is unprofessional which to me all of that is dead we are in 20 that's bullshit yeah that's 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 right the reactions that i got from the white men were probably some of the best reactions i've gotten versus the black women Mm. and you would say it's older black women or black women in general i don't know what it is frank but there's something about it (laughs) (laughs) i would say it was the middle age to older middle age Mm, Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. i have my opinions about them yeah mm -hmm. i got my opinions about them. my opinion about them deidre honestly is they need to hop on the bandwagon and actually start doing different shit with their hair but it does make me sad especially for black women who like gen x and older Mm. that they've grown up their whole lives believing this bullshit about respectability mm-hmm. and their hair and who they have to be and how professional they have to be and this and that. And some of them have like woken up and be like, yeah, F that, like mm-hmm. that's BS. I'm not doing it. But a lot of them do still buy into that Oof, bullshit. Fuck. Yeah, it's Even very unfortunate. Like, like older black women never pressured. Well, sometimes they would pressure me to have a certain style of hair, especially if I wore my hair like Harley and like Wild or whatever. But a lot of them would do that whole, like, oh, you have good hair. Like, Mm. they would make my hair more desirable. Like, Mm -hmm. and it would paint, like, it would bother me because I would be like, dude, like, you're insulting yourself and trying to compliment me. Like, your hair is beautiful to me. And then you calling it bad, but then calling my hair good. And it's like, what are you saying right now? Mm -hmm. Like, I remember dating a guy when I first started college and his oh mother God. and it, it had to do i remember and hair yeah because i talk about it on the colorism mm-hmm. episode where she was just like oh your baby's gonna be cute like now you have a light-skinned girlfriend with good hair like your baby's gonna be pretty and i was mm-hmm. like but what if he had a baby with and the irony is is that now he has kids and they're with a dark-skinned black woman and his kids are gorgeous and his wife is gorgeous but in the back of my head i'm like i wonder what your mother think because i remember yeah. what she said to me um but I'm glad to- for him that he has children with yeah. who he wanted to have yeah. children with yeah. and exactly. not who his mama thought he should have had children exactly. with because of her internalized racism. And I mean, we were young and we were nowhere close to like being married. Of course. Kids, but yeah. like, I Why think if think we had, point? yeah, I was like 18, but in, so in the back of my mind, I think that if we had gotten to that point, it would have fucked with me when I had kids because I would have looked at my kids like, wow, your grandma don't only think you're cute because you light skin on. But you know what? Shout out to you for having that mindset because you'd be surprised how many women who fall in your category of black men's preference. Oh, um, they revel in that. They revel in that. Yeah. You know, you're one of, you are, it's so sad that of all the preferences, you fall in that minority who are like cringed out by that shit and who realize how problematic it is me. Because there's so many like, like, like women who look like you who revel in it. And yeah. they kind of weaponize it against black women. And it's yes, like, girl, they you, do. Can, you can have that family. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, you can have that. You can have him and his mama. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I so big on that. Especially like if if I ever have children, like I people going to be so fucking like annoyed with me because I'm not going to let you compliment my child based on their skin tone or the, yeah. the hair texture. Don't be like, oh, you have such nice, pretty, good hair. No, mm-mm. Because there's a possibility I ha- I have a dark skinned husband with 4C hair. Like my daughter might yeah. look like that. And exactly. I am perfectly fine with that. I would love mm-hmm. that. So yeah. anyway, I wanted to pass it back to Lene for the question about like professional settings. Um, mm-hmm. Because I think you have like a unique perspective with your hair. So like what in a workplace setting have been people's reactions to your hair? I was like trying to think back. I think my hair has been natural for so long. Um... 
the only professional setting I could think of is when I was here working. I came home, I graduated, and I was working in the government. And I didn't really have many, you know, I was here. So all of us Black. Like, I didn't really have that experience with white coworkers, with um, my natural hair. But I had that issue with older coworkers. They'd be like, yo, you gonna comb your hair today? I remember I get so fed up. I was like, fuck this. I gonna just come walk with my fro out. And who going to send me home? Like, yeah. who? I don't write me up for my hair. Like, I don't, it was just um, that experience for me made me love my hair more. It was just mm-hmm. like, fuck how you like miss. You sit down in your corner, in your cubby hole with your ends struggling. I need to cut Hello, down. But worry pride. about my fro, like, please. Or your, your half wig. Yeah. yeah. yeah you Listen and to 27 Your ends is live, dyed, fried, and laid to side. Are you worried about my good, good juicy, moisturized afro? The fuck? Okay. <laughs> I can see your neighbors calling up under your wig, but you talking about my bro like please please read her please. crack her finish her i can't, <laughs> like, I can't cannot be bothered and for those so for those who are only, not um for those who are not you know. from the caribbean and she said your neighbors to the in the back oh yeah that's about the that. kitchen for black americans who don't know in the caribbean oh, yeah, well at least kitchen, where we're yeah. from the kitchen. Um, yeah your neighbor <laughs> your kitchen yes your na- her neighbors that she saw behind that lady's wig was her kitchen okay right. <laughs> other than that when i went to the states and i um had, i was working in carmax actually mm. same experience the men were like oh my god love your hair like I'm like this is kind of creepy thanks but <laughs> you know still ready to kind of jeff i'm okay um but yeah honestly my biggest um obstacle would be with other black women older black women yeah 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 and all of that is just internalized like mm-hmm. all of that is them repeating to you what their parents repeat to them what their parents repeat to them and it's yes. all connected to slavery and colonialism and us being told that our hair have to be a certain way in order for white people to respect us and in order mm-hmm. for white people to find it tame and respectable and it's like mm-hmm. okay no matter how we've worn our hair, no matter what color it was, bonnet, no bonnet, lax, no lax, white people gonna still be fucking racist. Like exactly. they're still gonna change. discriminate against us. Exactly. Like why are we why are we still shaping ourselves for their approval? Mm-hmm. They're never going to see it for it's us. Never <laughs> but it's so funny because they do so much to try to embody like what we yeah. like. Come yeah. on, sis. Yeah. Not only that, but yeah. you ain't hearing white people going to their little trailer park relatives being like, yo, Caroline, get your shit together because these black people need to respect us. Like, they don't give a fuck. So why do we uh, give a fuck <laughs> about them? Like, and I just yeah. can't read. Like, it's just, look, <laughs> I'm not so stereotype and I respect it. Me gonna apologize for that fuck because guess what? You, you ain't gonna be my ass. But <laughs> who gonna be? Who is gonna, gonna be, be my ass? That's ass. Who's gonna be my ass? <laughs> but that's just the real like when 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 black people try to adhere to these like stereotypes or try to step away from quote unquote stereotypes, right? The question I don't always want to ask is like, who are you trying to impress? When yeah. you ask me why me and comb my hair or why my hair isn't straight or why would I cut my hair? Like, who am I trying to impress? And who am I trying to prove something to? Like, 
Because please don't tell me it's a white man. That's my mm. mission in life is to uh-huh. piss them off. So I why would you tell me? Yeah. <laughs> in conclusion. <laughs> I I appreciate Daya so much for coming on the podcast and, and sharing your story. So I want to pass the mic back to both of you. Um, and I want you guys to tell us, like, how can we, how can the audience support you? Like, where can we follow you? What are you walking on? Okay, so you can find me on Instagram. I have three accounts. So my personal is the glow underscore whisperer. You can find all types of stuff there, style, hair, fashion, skin, self-love, everything. Um, my aesthetics business page is Mia Your Aesthetics. I'll spell it. It's M-I-A-L-U-E-U-R-E-S-T-H-E-T-I-C-S. And then my actually my actual product line is Mia Your, which is just M-I-A-L-U-E-U-R. You can find all your plant-based skincare products there. And if you're in Atlanta, you're looking for an esthetician, you also are a recovering um, cancer patient and you need somebody to help you with your skin, I am here to help you. You can just book on the site. I want to congratulate you before you know, I, you. I pass it on to Lene on opening your first location, like getting your, your license, going this through is such a big like deal. school. That's a huge deal. And I think for Thank a lot of us you. who watch from when you stopped me earlier to now, like we're, yeah, we're, seeing a, we're seeing a mogul being made here. Okay. Period. <laughs> Period. Thank I can't you. wait to come to Atlanta to get my skincare yes. needs. honey. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I will do an episode. I hold the mic and you can do my facial the whole time. Yes. I do <laughs> But we love to see it and, and so Thank proud you. of you. So congratulations on everything. So my personal page on Instagram is Boss Up with Lane. Um, my business page is Child's Play Babysitting. Um, currently, I'm working on different activities for children that they could do in the Virgin Islands. Like, we have nothing for the kiddies, you know? So I'm in the beginning stages of that. And my goal is really to just build a program for children, things that children can do here productively. Um, so yeah, Boss Up with Lene and Child's Good Babysitting. And that's where you can find me. Hey, we love, love to it. see it. I love that you're doing something for the kids down there. Yeah. Yeah, it's so that. necessary. It's needed. Yeah. It's, needed. it's so necessary. Yeah. Like I've talked to parents and I'm enough. like, what do you do? What do you do with your kids? Just yeah. you know, show them in front of Coco Melon. Like, we're not doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It can't happen. So, yeah. Love it. We're working on it. We'll get there. Exactly. Thank you guys so much for coming on. This was okay. so good. Well, thank you for having me. This yeah, was amazing. I will tag everything um, in our episode description. So if you want to go follow Cleo and Lene and support everything that they're doing, we will be right back here next week with another episode. But before then, if you want to help us keep the motherfucking lights on, is bitch, you see, you see how expensive things starting to look. Our right? set is getting <laughs> more and more expensive, honey. Our Patreon is where the VIP people go. You get episodes one week early. You get full video of all our episodes. That's something nobody else gets and our lowest tier on patreon is a dollar a month a dollar okay Shout i spend i spend more on starbucks weekly okay um, <laughs> you can't get anything for a dollar at starbucks <laughs> <laughs> and honestly 
really, truly, you could do it on a one-time basis. Even a one-time dollar donation goes a long way for our podcast. We does. have a good set of awesome patrons. Just shout out to y'all for keeping the lights on. Um, check that out at patreon.com slash good up podcast. I almost said beautiful people. <laughs> wow. Um, and then you can find us on social media at good up pod. With that being said, I don't know how I like to close the episode. Deidre, tell the people and bye. <gasps> bye. Good up is hosted and produced by Deidre Ritter and Hey Isaac Quinones Ivory. Find us on all social media platforms at good up pod. Use hashtag GoodUpTuesday to continue the conversation and get access to exclusive bonus content at patreon.com slash gooduppodcast. 